What evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Once again, we bring you the thrilling adventures of the shadow, the hard and relentless fight of one man against the forces of evil. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that crime does not pay. The shadow, who aids the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret. The hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, Monkey Woman. <laughs> Teresa Kimball was that aged, wealthy eccentric to whom the press always referred to as the Monkey Woman. Her mansion stood in the woodlands within earshot of the Lotus Park Zoological Gardens, and she acquired her weird title by her extreme and fanatical devotion to the Monkey Tribe in all its shapes and sizes. This obsession brought her only pleasure until one windy night in late April... She and her companion of years standing, Miss Lottie, were closing the drapes against a sudden chill. After seven, you know, she's late for dinner. Now, now then, Lottie, the girl's barely 20. Have a little patience, won't you? Patience, indeed. I've little or no patience with her, and I won't pretend I have. Frankly, I think it's downright nonsense, you having a French war orphan living in the house this way. Do you, Lottie? I do, Indeed. You know nothing in the world about her background. And from my observations, it's none too desirable. Oh, don't be a fool. I don't like her ideas, I tell you. She's got a head stuffed with nonsense. She's a young girl who enjoys life a little. Personally, I like it. I'd scarcely want another gloomy face around the house. If you're referring to me, Miss Tracer, I'll have you know that I'm proud of being a respectable woman with some sense. <gasps> and listen to them out there. Just listen. I can hear them well enough. Only too well. They've been carrying on that way for the past hour. If you ask me, it's an outrage to have that zoo so close to a civilized Oh, house. really, Lottie, you're a trifle ridiculous. You don't like Colette and you resent the animals. I'm too sensible a person to waste affection on... Oh, you're too much of an old maid to tolerate any creature with any vestige of life in it. Stuff and nonsense. If you listen very closely, you can hear my friends chattering to each other. Where my nurse shreds. The monkeys are the worst of the lot. Oh, how can you? Really, how can you, Lottie? When you look at them, so little and cunning. <laughs> little and cunning? Ye gods, I've seen some over there as tall as a man with faces meaner than skin. Oh, how silly you are. The big ones are like the little ones. They're just overgrown babies. What's that? It's just someone at the door, Lottie. Probably Colette. Who's there? Mrs. Kimball, please. Well, who is it, Lottie? It's a man. Well, just give him his skin. Show him in. Good evening, Mrs. Kimball, ma'am. Oh, it's you. Well, this is a real pleasure. 
Larsa, this is Mr. Palmerston. He's the head keeper in the Locust Zoo's monkey house. How do you do? I do well enough, but I wish you'd do better and keep that menagerie of yours from yowling its head off. They are a little noisy this evening, but I'm afraid they have a good reason for it, Miss Lottie. What do you mean? Now, there's no need for getting panicky. You can rely on the park guards. They'll retake them in no time. Retake who? The mammoth conga wape we got last winter. The old man of Calamondo. He escaped about an hour ago while we were cleaning his cage. Crushed one of the guards pretty badly. There's doubt that he lived. Well, whatever did you people do to upset him? Upset him? He's one of the very nicest monkeys I've ever known. Now, look, ma'am. We didn't do nothing to upset him. I've been around monkeys all my life. And if you ask me, it's the most dangerous ape that ever swung from a tree. Oh, Mr. Palmerston, how silly you sound. Maybe I sound silly, <laughs> but I'll tell you this. You both better keep indoors and see to it your doors are locked until that beast is back in captivity. Well, I appreciate your concern, Mr. Palmerston, but I'm the last person on earth to be afraid of monkeys. Perhaps you don't know it, sir, but I have a will there in my desk made out in favor of the monkeys of the world. It's true, absolutely true. Can you imagine such a thing? Say, Stiffer is all I can say. Well, I've got to be on my way. My work's cut out for me this night. I suggest you contact the administration officer. You need help in a hurry. Oh, I think we will, Mr. Palmerston. Don't be too sure, Mrs. Kimball. Oh, my heavens. Now we're in Fort Bissett we'll be killed. I know it. All of us. All of us. What are you doing with that house phone, Rocker? I'm calling the gardener's cottage. For what? I'm going to get Mandis to come in and protect her. Put it down. Put it down at once. But Mandis is the gardener, and he will remain in the gardener's cottage where he belongs. He's not allowed in the main house. I've given him strict instructions. You heard me. Colette doesn't like the man. I don't know why, but I do not wish the poor girl to be upset. She's had a hard enough life. She'll have a harder life if the old man of Calamondo walked. <gasps> what? Nothing at all, my dear. You're a little late, aren't you? Oh, I'm so sorry. I was shopping. There were so many pretty things I could not leave. Did Miss Lane phone me? No. She said she was coming over this evening to talk to me about a job. She would call if she could not make it. Well, then she's coming. There was no phone call from Miss Margot Lane, was there, Locker? None I know of. Well, then you'd better hurry upstairs and change, hadn't you? Oh, I would like to, but I'm afraid the dinner will spoil. You just hurry along. We'll wait. You are so kind to me, Mrs. Kimball. Oh, nonsense. Just get a move on. I was so afraid you were going to tell her about this escape latte. And why shouldn't I have? Because she's young and imaginative. My sister, latte. She doesn't understand monkeys the way I do. <laughs>
are, Marco. Thank you, Lamont. I hope Colette remembers I was coming over. I hate to drop in unexpectedly. What on earth is that? Oh, just the zoo. It's there beyond that fringe of trees. Oh. As I was saying, Mrs. Kimball's been awfully nice to the girl, but I think she'll be better off with a job and a little independence. Yes, most people are, I've discovered. Oh, where's the doorbell? No doorbell. That's a knocker. Oh, I see. Well, use it. You won't have to. Why not? Don't you hear? Somebody's coming to the door. Somebody's running to the door. Yes, what's going on? And... Hey! I was looking, but I didn't expect a flying tackle. Who are you, anyway? Excuse me, will you? Wait a minute. What's the rush? I asked you a question. Yes, who are you? What's it to you? This young lady happens to be a friend of the family. But so do I. Funny, I took you somehow for a second story, man. <laughs> Maybe I'm a very good judge of character. You come with us. All right, friend. I'm busy. Wait. Oh, God. That's the strength of an animal, that guy. You suppose he's robbed the house? Come on, we'll see. Something terrible has happened. 
Get a doctor. Get a doctor. Wait, it's too late for a doctor to help her much, Martha. You mean she too? She's done in. Just like the late was. Oh, no, no. Easy now, Margo. We've got a nasty job on our hands. All right. Well, Who do you think killed her? I don't know. The same hand committed both murders, of that I'm sure. You think it was this Manders? Possibly. And just as possibly the ace? Except for one rather contradictory circumstance. What's that? If you notice, the windows of Colette's room were all closed and locked. Which means that if the ape entered that room, he entered it from within the house. Seems hardly likely to me. Me either. Then Manders looks like the guilty man? I haven't decided about that yet, Margot. But I have decided about this. What? It's high time the shadow paid a call on our muscle-bound friend. Yes, but where will you find him? Very probably out there in the gardener's cottage. until we get back. 
Where are you going, sir? Miss Lane and I will drive over to the park headquarters. Oh, you're not going out there in the dark, are you, sir? I'm afraid we have to, Lottie. This is all the earmarks of an emergency. You know, Margot, I like excitement, but if it's all the same to the gods of adventure, I just as soon have a human opponent. Now, here's the car. Inside, Margot. Mart, wait. What's the matter? I saw him. What? Who? I saw him. I know I saw him. The old man of Calamando? Yes. He's scaling the wall up to the second floor balcony. You're certain? Absolutely. Mart, he's in that second floor library. Come on. shadow against the pain. He's fighting with someone. Someone is with the ape, with the old man of Calamando. See, there's his shadow now. Come on, look. He's picked him up. Sanders. He's swinging him over Sanders, his head. Sanders, get out. Sanders. Come on. Sanders. Sanders. Sanders, we're here to help you. Miss Lottie was waiting for us. The ape must have gotten to her first. Well, here's the desk. And the blueprints. Blueprints of this house. Look, see, the rooms are all marked. Dining room, second floor library, Teresa's room. Look at this. Cousin Lottie's room. Cut? Cut? I never knew Lottie was a member of the family. Uh, now you know it. It's quite a surprise. Yes, here's another one. Cast your eyes over this. There's a blueprint of the floor plan of the cellar. Yes? You see here? There's a whole section of that extends underground for 100 feet beyond the boundary of the rear wall. Yes, you're right. There is. Well, what do you guess is down there? I couldn't say, Margot. The shadow is free to take a look. Mandis to the list. Hadn't there been enough murder to suit you? He died hard, didn't he? The bloody business, wasn't it, Palmerston? Lenny, what's so good about that? Why did you hate him? I didn't hate him. I loved him. Huh? And I thought it was mutual. I didn't realize he was playing me just so he could sneak into the main house to see Colette. He told me he loved me. He made me think so. <laughs> You believed he loved you? Why not? Is that so impossible? 
thought he was all mine. That all I needed was money. And he belonged to me forever. And when I told him over the house phone that I'd engineered Colette's death, I knew right away he'd been deceived. That he was my enemy. And that he'd get me for killing her. Because she was the woman he loved. All right, so okay. Got the skits the hard way. And it's all done. Yes. You can take your money and go. Here, all the cash I have. A thousand dollars. Don't strip yourself, Miss Lottie. I'll trust you. Don't trust me. Take what's yours, Thomas. What's mine, Miss Lottie? You ain't got to give yet. Explain yourself more fully. I'm not unreasonable, lady. But as the only living member of the family, you'll come in for a nice couple of million. And I think considering my efforts with the ape, I should come in for a 50% split. Too bad you said that, Thomas. However, if you'd like to take the thousand dollars and go, I'd be willing to overlook it. Do me no favors. I've taken a big chance here, Lottie. I've emceed every murder with my own hands. Yes. And what did you actually do? You took the ape out of the cage and steered him at gunpoint. I could have done that, too. Only you didn't know it. But I know it now. Miss Lottie. <laughs> what? What are you doing? Opening the cage. The old man of Calamandio needs exercise. Come back.
is copyrighted by Street and Smith Publications, Incorporated. All names and places are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Listen again next week, same time, same station, when the shadow will again demonstrate that the weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. Ha, 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 ha,